When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, Thursday, February 17th, and today we have some, uh, it's Thursday, so we get a jobs report. It's a weekly jobs report at 8.30. I'm recording this about 8 o'clock, so I don't have the information, but uh, futures are down. Um, Let's pull up CNBC and look at uh, some of the futures. I know when I just looked before, they were down, um, not significantly, but yeah, NASDAQ implied open at 52 down implied open, down 68, so a little bit muted. We had some earnings. Uh, Walmart beat. Um, they were up 1% and 2% um, on their beat. They they indicated that they believe that um, uh, supply chains will kind of uh, lessen. They've been doing a good job of buying in bulk, putting it out on the shelf. They said the consumer is fairly resilient to the uh the the price changes currently but they do expect a an increase in price changes palantir one of our plays yesterday that i suggested was going to be a gamble that one got hit um they came in like i said you had to look at the uh the contracts that they had um they're down from they closed at 14 yesterday and it looks like it's down at 1275 or so so a buck 20 something um, you're, you're looking at a significant down there. They, they were expected to um, have four cents per share earnings, but they came in with uh, two cents per share earnings. So yeah, Palantir, uh, that one's down. Uh, Hasbro, just in the last few minutes, there's been an investor trying to come out uh, with Hasbro. That's a fairly big one and an underperformer. I'll take a look at that one. Um, Upstart, uh, I watched a video um, last night about how Upstart is still undervalued based on their growth. If you don't know, Upstart is a um, a new way of getting a loan, and it looks like uh, they are blowing it out, out of the water. DoorDash, after hours yesterday, uh, blew away earnings. They are growing significantly more than Uber and Lyft, and the suggestion is that DoorDash is just more focused. Um, another thing that came out was Amazon looks like it may be undervalued um, with its AWS, according to some of the hedge funds that are out there, there's one in particular that said AWS is significantly undervalued by uh, almost a, a trillion dollars. Um, and so that's that's that one. The big news still that's hanging over the market right now that's causing it a, a, a lot of uncertainty is still Ukraine. Um, the U.S., it really depends on who you believe. The U.S. says, hey, the troop buildup is still happening. Russia says, no, we're pulling it back. The reality of this is they ain't going to do anything until the Olympics are over. Olympics still have a few more days, but Russia is not going to embarrass their new friend China um, while China hosts the Olympics. So that's the big one. Um, you know, it is what it is. One of the plays that we had yesterday, too. NVIDIA reported they were down after hours, and it wasn't because the earnings were bad. 
Um, they wound up blowing things away on, on earnings. So I think what you're seeing is some people take some profits from recent run-up. You're seeing it from 231 all the way um, up to 260. I think some people just started taking profits. It's now trading around 260. Um, it closed yesterday at 265. So it's down about $5. That's not a big one. I do think that this is kind of like Apple. This is a stock where you buy it and hold it. Um, their earnings per share looks like $1.32, um, 69% increase over Q4. Um, adjusted earnings per share surprise plus 8%. So they did blow it out of the water. Um, their growth is still there. One of the things that they did mention was that their chip manufacturing and, and um, for cars had slowed down. Um, and, and that that was they expected that to be um, picked back up. Uh, in March, I don't know the date, but Jen Jensen Wong, who's their CEO, is going to give a year-end um, kind of uh, speech. And, and what these speeches are is um, the future uh, of NVIDIA, where they see chips going, where they see their chips going. Um, one of the things that they had mentioned yesterday was that they in, um, installed specific uh, software on their chips, and this was well-known. So that uh, you couldn't, you know, if you wanted to use it for crypto, you had to buy a specific crypto uh, chip. So those types of things that they're doing, I think it's 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 definitely going to benefit them. Again, you have an Nvidia. Their 52-week high is two. Uh, I'm sorry, 346. Their 52-week low is 115. Uh, their 52-week low came on March 8th last year. I don't expect it to get down to that level. I continue to say when you look at this chart that probably 240 to 250 is a base that it's getting at. Right now, it looks like the 200 day, it's trading right around there, but that 200 day is acting as resistance. You just had the 50 day cross under the 200 day on February 2nd. That death cross is a big one. You'd be in this one in our algorithm right now at 262. So do I think you buy it here at 260? I don't think you're going to um, be upset at that. I think the RSI at 58 is a little bit extended. The MACD has come up from the recent lows where it looks like 230, 231 was the, uh, the, uh, the last algorithm kind of entry. That was a better entry. Um, you look at on January 24th, the RSI was at 19. There is no way that a company like NVIDIA should have an RSI at 19. That just indicates, hey, it's going to go up. The last time it was around 51, um, the RSI, the the stock was 312. So, I, I, again, I think this one, and you saw it slide down. Uh, whatever you think that the market's going to do, again, this has a, a significantly high multiple. It's come down with the recent earnings, but its multiple is still 68. When I pull up their uh, their competitor, AMD, the PE ratio on AMD is 45. It's trading at 116. Um, I, I think, you know, again, they, they deal in different kind of categories here, AMD versus NVIDIA. I think NVIDIA probably has a significant higher growth uh, ahead of it. AMD has had a huge run-up as well as uh, NVIDIA, but I think AMD is probably uh, lagging behind in the technology sector as far as NVIDIA goes. And, and that's not to say AMD is lagging behind. The real chip maker that's lagging behind is Intel, and they're showing it because their PE ratio is only 9. 
Um, they just don't have the technology. They're going to uh, buy tower semiconductors, so I think that gets them probably more in the game. Uh, but in my mind, in, in this group, AMD is the one you trade because it's it's been rather volatile. Uh, I think Intel, you could if you wanted a dividend, that's a 3% dividend. And I think you, you're safe at about 46 to 45 on this one. I think even at the 48, you're not upset because I think their new CEO is going to change things around. Um, let's look at Intel on the TrendSpider platform. Uh, looks like you had your last buy was at 49. Uh, it's continued to slide here. Looks like there's a platform here at around um, just around this level. And if I take this back, this volume indicator back to the most recent highs, um, it looks like there are volume shelves. The, the volume shelf is between 48 and 49. Uh, their RSI right now is 44. Um, they just had a MACD cross up. Maybe the MACD might be crossing down. Um, but again, I, I think you've got three perfect, perfect opportunities here in the chipset. If you want a dividend, buy the Intel. Intel is going to give you a 3% dividend. I don't I don't think you're seeing this going down to 20 anytime soon. Could it go down to 40? Maybe. It could be on some news. Intel, I think, is going to be one of the leading manufacturers here in the U.S. Uh, AMD, I think, will continue to stay in Asia. And I think NVIDIA will continue to stay in Asia as well. They may open up some, some things here. I think there's been some announcements that they might open some, some manufacturing here. But I think Intel will be the American company that kind of goes forward. And if America puts their money behind it, I think uh, Intel is going to be the one. Um, but in my mind, uh, NVIDIA is one you don't trade. You just buy, you hold it. AMD is one you trade. Uh, you can hold it for short periods. You can hold it for long periods. But you do trade it. And I think Intel, if you want a dividend, that's a good one to do. So let's take a look at uh, some of our other ones. Um, we're going to look at Roku. Uh, Roku. The trading desk was an interesting one, by the way, because the trading desk, they really did well on earnings. But yesterday, they weren't necessarily rewarded for it. I think they went from 78 to 80. So they did wind up going up. Um, let's see their two day. Yeah. They, it looks like they opened up yesterday at around 77, 78, and they closed at 80.91. Looks like it's trading around $80.50 in the after hours, um, and that was after their earnings. They did well on earnings. Roku, on the other hand, is slipping a little bit. Um, well, I guess it's slipping just slightly. It's been rather flat. Even yesterday, it just fell. Um, it started at about 165. Looks like it closed at 161. It's been in that range. If I pull up Roku, um, I believe they report next week. Uh, no, I'm sorry. They report, uh, it looks like, today after the bell. Yeah, today after the bell. We've been talking about this one. Um, the, the algorithm has a buy-in at 153. Uh, I don't know that you what you're going to see on earnings. You do have just a falling knife here. Um, the RSI has has steadily been creeping up since that 153, but the stock price hasn't been going up as much. The RSI right now is at 49. Um, the MACD is kind of right on the oscillator. It's above the, the strike line, but it looked like it might cross the strike line. Um, 
I don't know that I'd necessarily play this one. The current volatility in the market doesn't make me feel comfortable. Uh, and that's not to say it might not jump to 200. Um, they may have some surprises, but I think with the trading desk kind of coming in line with a, a, a beat, but moving more towards their uh, PE ratio. Uh, when I look at the trading desk, their PE ratio is 293. Um, Roku is 78. Doesn't mean that the 78 is justified or the 293 is justified. It just means what the market is willing to pay. To give you an, uh, an indication, upstart, uh, which uh, blew away earnings. Their PE ratio is now 180. That grew uh, over the past couple of days. Uh, or I'm sorry, the past day when it reported. It was up 30% yesterday. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about Upstart in, in, in maybe a future video. But I did watch a good video on Upstart. I'll, I'll link it on Twitter. Um, but uh, again, Roku, do I play it? I don't know. I, I just think it's a little bit more volatile than I want per se. So I don't think you get into that one. Um, SKT, which is Tanger Outlets. They report after the bell, I believe, tonight. Um, yes, post-market. So this is one that we've been watching since about 1650. 1657 is the most uh, most recent one. They are trading today at 1729. Uh, that's where they closed. Um, looks like the bid ask. They don't have much pre-market volume. So um, the ask is 1850. The, the bid is fifteen sixty three. Who knows? It's probably going to open up at about seventeen twenty nine. Um, this is one where they're expecting earnings. Um, when you look at SPG, which is one of their um, uh, similar stocks that they trade usually on about the same thing, their earnings kind of blew it away, but they've been sliding down post earnings. Um, they had a forty two percent increase over Q four twenty twenty. Um, it didn't surprise anybody. It was kind of right in line, a $3.09 per share uh, gain. They do have a big dividend. Um, just so you know, the PE on, I don't think Tanger's making money, but SPG, their PE ratio is 21. Their dividend yield is 4.5. So uh, I think Tanger has a 4.2 dividend. Um, I would expect Tanger to make a little bit. Again, I visited Tanger outlets over the holidays. There were some inventory issues. I don't think the crowds were as crazy as I remember them pre-pandemic. That's one that I think um, uh, might have an issue. Now, the one that I've, I've mentioned before and that I continue to be excited about is Oracle. This one continues to slide. Um, their RSI right now is at 40. Um, it looks like we just had a, a MACD cross down and, and the, the, the stock continues to slide. Um, I believe that they, let's see, their earnings report is due on March 9th. So we're still a good ways away from their earnings. Um, looks like they closed at 79.19. They went out to, down to 78 yesterday, climbed back up in that afternoon session. Uh, and by the way, if you were trading Uvixi yesterday, I think it was pretty flat. Uh, I expect kind of the same thing today uh, without any news, but um, I would expect Uvixi over the next few days to climb significantly so uh i'm looking to trade it again that's that's a um, depreciating value asset so you don't want to hold it for a long period of time you want to just trade that one but oracle has a 1.62 dividend yield their e um, pe ratio is 22 again the, the s p is trading around 19 
So this one's a, a growth stock. Is the, the PE ratio going to be brought down uh, if they report earnings? I, again, you look at the cloud stocks. Cloud's what lifted Google. Cloud's what, what has you know provided Microsoft their 300% gain over the past couple of years. Um, cloud is, is what Amazon AWS is being undervalued. So you look at the cloud names and, and when they report earnings, they're doing good. So again, if you're looking out to March 7th, I, uh, March 9th as the earnings on this one um, after the market closes, I think Oracle is one that could provide you a, a, significant, a significant pop here. Um, you don't have to move much for a 10% move um, when you're trading at 79 you're looking at 87 as a 10% move, 88. So I think, and, and that's, you know, again, their 52-week high is 106 just in December. So this thing has been shrinking down because of the multiple. Again, the biggest reason why I like this one, they buy back uh, a huge amount of stock every time. If they announce that they're buying back more stock, what's great about that is when they buy back stock and they'll announce that they bought back stock, um, they have been retiring that stock, which actually makes the stock that you buy more valuable. So I do think that Oracle, they got down to about 78. Its, it's day range was 78 to 79. So it's not moving by that much um, during a day. Uh, my guess, I still don't have a, a buy-in on this one because the MACD hasn't crossed up. We're out of this one. Uh, I, I kind of do wait for the MACD to cross up. When I take a look at the daily session versus the four hour, it's kind of the same thing. The MACD is crossing down right now. The RSI on the daily is 36. So it's significantly oversold. You're seeing this one come down. I'll do a little bit more research on um, Oracle on Finviz and some of the news. There's got to be some news that's moving this one down. When I look at the, um, the, the volume weighted average price, you're seeing a significant volume shelf in between the 82 and the 79 that's currently building. This is where it's building its floor, um, 78 to 82. So I think this one has an opportunity. Again, this is not one that I'm buying and holding. When you look at the run-up all the way from um, the 2020 where it was trading, this is still in positive territory, but I do see that the, the 200 day is kind of flattening out. We just had a death cross on this one. And again, when you see that death cross, you typically think the 50 days is moving under the 200 day and that 200 day is going to start coming down. Is this a flattening out? And then we, we see a meteoric rise. Who knows? But at, at a PE of 22 for a, you know, a database company like this, I don't see this one kind of being hurt too much more. Than it currently is this is probably you know the last time that we had a death cross um it lasted it looks like from february 2020 all the way to june um 2020 that that's kind of the the you know everybody had a death cross during that time period with corona but that was the last time we had it it's been using the the 200 day uh, i'm sorry the 50 day as kind of a bounce it traded under the 50 day and it has just stayed there in my mind, that 50 days coming down, if we get, if, if we, we do play this into earnings, I do think that that 50 day is going to come in here at around 78, 79 It's going to pro provide support. And then you're going to trade back up to the 200. So I think there's an opportunity here. When you look at the earnings per share, 
um, 93 cents in, in Q4, uh, September, 2020, $1.6, $1.16, $1.54. It, 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 you know, who knows what they're going to, 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 to report, but I do feel confident in this one. So I think that's good. Oh, the other big one that we were looking at is Facebook and Facebook continues to flounder here. Um, it continues. We do have a, uh, a buy-in at 220. Um, and again, I, I've said my, my floor on this one is 220. Anything under 220, if you want to start positions on, you should be buying this one. When I look at their uh, their PE, it's at 15. Again, PE on a growth stock at 15. I think Zuckerberg is going to come around and, and you know rally his team. I think they're still going to spend on the metaverse. I think that's, that's in my mind, that's kind of a miss um, because you're spending all that money on the metaverse. I don't know that I'm that excited about the metaverse, but probably there are a lot of people are. It's an opportunity out there. I think there's other places. NVIDIA is a good place because it's hardware in the metaverse. Um, you know, Facebook is looking to create the software and the hardware for the metaverse with their Oculus um, headset. But I, I don't believe that this one is, you know, could it go down to 100? It could, but that's a PE ratio of like 8. I, I don't expect that one, this one to get into a PE ratio singles. You know, you look at some of the stocks with singles. One of the ones that I know is a, a single PE ratio is Ford at four. I've said this is a hype play. Ford is a hype play. If you get it below 18, I think you're popping to 22 with any kind of news on, on the thing. I, this, I wouldn't buy this and hold this like I buy and hold Tesla. But Tesla's PE ratio is 187. Anything under 900 on Tesla. You can play that all the way up to a thousand and trade that one all day long, but I, uh, my, me, I choose to buy and hold Tesla. I, I think I believe in Kathy Wood with her four thousand dollar price target. She hasn't come out with a recent one, I don't think, but I do think Tesla is one of those. They're sold out of their cars for the next year at least. So when you look at it, the only ones you can get are the high margin cars, um, and you're getting you're waiting at least a couple of months for those. You're getting the Plaid. Um, you're getting the performance three or the performance Y and the margins on those cars are like 40 and 50%. So they're going to make their money. Um, the earnings per share in the last earnings was $4 92 cents. Now they're not reporting until, um, January, February, March, April. It looks like April 25th. Um, so, but again, if you want to invest in Facebook, I think Facebook is a good long-term um, I'm not saying that it won't go down to 200 or below 200 because it's been there. Um, let me see. Let's pull up Facebook on TrendSpider. Um, I don't think it's been below 200. It hasn't been below 200, but you're trading. When I pull up a daily chart on this one, you're trading in the neighborhood that you were right at the start of the pandemic. So, um, yeah. It looks like this was May 2020, and it was right around February 4th of 2020. So you you took that dip, and you're kind of, you know, this is where it was right before that. So I, I think it's reversed all the way back. Again, you had a death cross on this one. It's been a falling knife. There is a huge gap here between 248 and 310. I'm sorry, 316. My average purchase price on this one, let's see, Facebook. Just so you know, it was 323. I am perfectly happy buying this at, at 216 based on the fact that I bought it to 323. Um, I think this one, do I think it's going to get back up to 323? No, 
not anytime soon. It ain't, it is not going to 323 anytime soon. But what I can do is buy more at 216, buy more at 210, buy more at 211. Uh, you know, I can buy it on the way down because I do think that this is a long-term play. So I can dollar cost average and get my average purchase price maybe down to 250, 240, somewhere in that neighborhood. And I do think that it's a $250 stock because I do not think that this deserves a PE ratio of 15. I, I, I think that that's going to significantly get pushed up here um, uh, with the next earnings, essentially. I think by the end of the year, you're looking probably a $250 stock. And that's a good enough move for me to say, hey, there's opportunity here. If you get to 300, great. If you get to 400, even better. Their 52-week high is 384 uh, just on September 1st. Uh, ever since then, they've been just sliding down. And it's been a pretty pretty remarkable slide, almost as big as the, uh, the pandemic slide. So you're just seeing a pullback in this one. But I think that's enough rambling for today. If I missed anything, let me know. Uh, I'll post some some things on uh, Twitter, um, but again, I think for today, you're you're looking at UVIXI and XVIXI again. I think today is a rather flat day. Earnings come in at 8:30, uh, or I'm sorry, jobs report at 8:30. Um, you're looking at uh, if you want to play Roku, you can play Roku. Oh, by the way, yesterday I said we had uh, a cross up on ArcG. And I believe it was down yesterday. Most of the arcs were down yesterday. So yes, we had a cross up yesterday at, it looks like, um, 49.77, 49.79, somewhere in there. It closed at 49.13. Um, so it, it did go down. It's down again. Um, it looks like it's at 48.20 in the pre-market. Um, well, that just, it just doesn't have volume here. 49, it looks like it's at $49. So, um, but this is one where, uh, it's the genomics, the ARC G. If you believe that these ARCs have turned around, get in. Um, I'm a believer that you wait until March to try and get into these. I mentioned it because this one has just been destroyed and they are saying that a lot of the, um, the genetic, the biogenetic stocks have been destroyed too hard. But with their, uh, a lot of the holdings of ARCG, um, when you look at it uh, specifically, I, I, I believe there's a couple of them that I looked up yesterday and they don't come to mind. But a couple of them I looked up and they were, their PEs were crazy, crazy. And, and a lot of them weren't even PE ratios. They were uh, price to sales ratios, uh, which means they ain't making money. And again, do your research on Finviz. Finviz will have all of that uh, stuff based on a stock. Um, but I think that's enough for today. I'll, I'll I'll do more of it tomorrow. I'll post a Medium blog. I'll post some of these uh, some of these charts too. So that's it. Take care. Have a great day.